Is Apple running a monopoly? Is Sony running a monopoly? And just how much money did Nintendo make last year? This and more on this week's episode of 8 Bits for the week of May 7th, 2021. Welcome to 8 Bits, a weekly podcast giving you 8 bits of video game news in a quick way to get you on with your day. I'm your host, Frankie Godoy. Now, let's jump into it. Most of this week's news spurs from the ongoing legal battle between Epic Games and Apple over the claimed monopolistic nature of the App Store on iOS. The case began in August of 2020 when Epic Games pushed their own directly distributed, discounted microtransaction store into Fortnite on mobile, breaking the terms of service for developers on both iOS and Android. The case has now finally gone to court and in front of a judge. Now, there is so much to this story that I cannot do it justice in this short bit. However, here's just a taste of all that has come out so far. 1. Sony is charging developers for the privilege of enabling crossplay on PlayStation. 2. Microsoft hasn't ever made a profit off any of its consoles. Maybe. It could use some clarification based off of statements made to another outlet. 3. Epic has spent more than a billion dollars on the Epic Game Store and doesn't expect to make any money off of it for a few more years. 4. There now exists a legal definition in the US court system as to what a video game console is, what a phone is, and what are the primary differences between the two of them. Again, there is a lot to this story, so if you would like a much closer look at the reporting, Addy Robertson from The Verge has been live-tweeting the festivities from the beginning. If you'd like to see a moment-to-moment breakdown of the case, check out her live thread on Twitter at the Dextriarchy, and that is at T-H-E-D-E-X-T-R-I-A-C-R-C-H-Y. Files for the case are also publicly available, so you can dive directly into all the evidence if you would like. While we're talking about legal news, Sony is also being sued for similar reasons to Apple. The suit, Kachuri v. Sony Interactive Entertainment, claims that Sony is operating an unlawful monopoly because the PlayStation Store is the only place to purchase digital games. Digital codes for PlayStation games used to be available at various retailers, such as Amazon, Best Buy, and Target, but have not been for two years. Per the case, quote, Sony's monopoly allows it to charge super competitive prices for digital PlayStation games, which are significantly higher than their physical counterparts sold in a competitive retail market and significantly higher than they would be in a competitive retail market for digital games. Unquote. A couple companies also released their financial data this week. One of those being Nintendo. And Nintendo made a lot of money in this past year. So much so that 2020 was the company's most profitable year in history. With a 34.4% increase in sales last year, the company saw a net profit of $4.39 billion. Nintendo Switch also beat the company's own sales forecast, selling 28.83 million units, bringing total sales up to 84.59 million consoles since the console launched in March 2017. At this rate, the Switch is well on track to sell over 100 million units by this time next year maintaining its record of being the fastest-selling gaming system in history. As for games, 
Animal Crossing New Horizons is now the second best-selling game on the system, just a couple million copies short of kart racing juggernaut Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Of all of Nintendo's game sales numbers, nearly half of all of those sales were digital. Outside of financial reports, more things were going on in Nintendo. A new first-party game was announced very quietly across all of their networks. Game Builder Garage is a game creation tool to build all of the games you want with a variety of assets and guides from the developers at Nintendo. The game will also have its own built-in network and companion app to let players share their projects to other players around the world. The game will even have built-in mouse support. Some may recognize Garage as the same creativity tool built into each of Nintendo's Labo products, but now enhanced with sharing capabilities. Also, barring a vote from shareholders, the founder of animation studio Illumination and the producer of Despicable Me will be joining Nintendo. Chris Melodandri would be joining as an outside director on the company's board. Currently, Melodandri is co-producing the upcoming Super Mario movie with Mario creator Shigeru Miyamoto. Activision Blizzard also released their financials this week for the first quarter of the year. The company posted a net revenue of $2.28 billion, with $2 billion of that coming exclusively from digital sales, which amounts to a mix of digital game sales and microtransactions. Surprising no one, Call of Duty made them quite a bit of money. Per the release, of the 435 million monthly active users, 150 million of those exclusively play Call of Duty, whether that be through Black Ops Cold War, Warzone, or Call of Duty Mobile. Regarding Call of Duty Mobile, with the game's launch in China, spending on the game within the new region was nearly equal to that of all players outside of China. With the success on all fronts, Activision seeks to replicate the Call of Duty formula with their other IP, creating a premium AAA capital G game, a free-to-play game, and a mobile entry point for all other IP. As for the other broad strokes in the financial report, Blizzard Entertainment now marks the smallest portion of the business, making more than $100 million less than King and seeing a reduction of 29% in monthly active users since fiscal year 18. Blizzard Esports are once again in the news from another controversy. In a Twitch stream on his personal channel, Park Sebyobi Jongryo vented about the censorship he faces when streaming on the Chinese Twitch equivalent Douyu. Per Overwatch League fan translator Gatamchun on Twitter, Park said, I can't call Taiwan Taiwan. Taiwan is not a separate country. Hong Kong is also not a country. I can't say that. I can't say Taiwan and Hong Kong at all. They don't recognize them as countries. I got into so much trouble for saying their names. He also stated that he needed to follow the One China rules in order to make money within the country. Following his remarks, four teams in the APAC region of the league, including the Shanghai Dragons and Guangzhou Charge, vowed to boycott any activities between their teams and Park's team, the Seoul Dynasty. Within 24 hours of the boycott, the four teams released statements on Weibo, canceling their boycott and resuming their league activities. Park will also be benched for the upcoming games this weekend. Following rounds of layoffs and other departures earlier this year, seven more people have left Google Stadia this week. 
the largest of the departures is John Justice, former vice president and head of product for Stadia. Per some personal investigation, it appears Justice will be taking an untitled vice president role at Facebook. Six others also recently departed Stadia to join their former colleagues at Haven Studios, the Montreal-based studio headed by former Stadia VP Jay Raymond. Finally this week, the charity-focused storefront Humble Bundle recently made a change to their checkout process. The new process involved removing sliders that let users select how to distribute the cost of their purchase between the store, the developer, and the charity. The removal capped the overall distribution of any purchase to 15% of the cost to charity. Following two weeks of feedback and backlash from Humble users, the company announced in a blog post this week that they are, quote, taking a moment to pause, collect constructive feedback, and be more transparent about the path forward, unquote. The original sliders have now been re-implemented. The blog post also outlines that Humble will continue to iterate on sliders and integrating charity into other parts of the user experience on the website. And that's it for this week's episode of 8-Bits. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, be sure to follow here on Spotify or whatever podcast platform you choose to listen to the show on. And in fact, let me know what platform you listen to the show on. I only get so much data to see where everyone's listening from and at really like to know. If you want to tell me that, feel free and send me a message at Frankie Godoy on Twitter. That is at F-R-A-N-K-I-E-G-O-D-O-Y. And well, that's really it. So once again, thank you for listening and have a good rest of your week.